Welcome back to another H&K Video Game Experience. I'm Hollywood Cole here with Clearfire. What's up, man? What's going on, man? Well, today we're going to talk about one of the most beloved NES classics, Double Dragon. Um, <laughs> one of the greatest uh, beat-em-ups of the early days of the NES. Um, one of uh, my favorites of all time, and this is one long overdue. So, uh, when did this game come out, man? Uh, if you're looking at it, the arcade-wise, it came out in 1987, and then it was released on the Nintendo Entertainment System in 1988. So it started out as arcade, got ported over to Nintendo in 88 by Technos. All right. Trade West. All right, cool. Supported so over to the NES. It uh, took a lot of hits due to the graphical limitations. Um... Uh, of the NES and just the overall power of the NES I think it's way better I think most people will agree it's way better implementing the heart system and stuff like that into this uh, into the game the level up system if you will was it well received do you know or how many games did it sell uh, so it, yeah, it was uh, it was well received. Um, the arcade version was extremely well received. Uh, it basically got a nine out of ten overall score by uh, Ferdy Hamilton, which was a guy that was doing ratings at the time, and he thought that it was really great. Uh, gave it a nine for graphics, a seven for sound, a nine for toughness, a ten for endurance, and a nine for value. And he really liked it. The um, Nintendo version. Uh, was really good. It sold out at Toys R Us in the first two weeks of sales in the U.S. In the U.K., Mastertronics home computer game ports sold 289,510 units. Uh, the home versions really de- depended on the quality of the conversions. The Master System port was well-received. Uh, let's see. The NES version was also received, including positive review from a computer and video games. So that's really about all they have on the, you know, how well it was received. I don't have any data on how many were sold. I'm sorry. Sorry for not having that. But uh, just from what I pulled, um, it was definitely a well-received game as far as uh, Nintendo people. All right, cool. Yeah, so the, the uh, arcade version is totally different. There is no level up part system uh, that we'll get into later on. Um, I did watch a review of the Sega game that I never played. It looks like the arcade game, but the, at least that review, I believe it was Classic Gaming Quarterly, said uh, that it was terrible as far as the, the hit detection and so on and so forth. That's the Sega version. But we're here to talk about the NES version. Um, I absolutely adore the NES version. Um, there are a few things that can get you irritated which we'll talk about however it is so much fun to keep trying i tell you what i had a great time playing this game for this review over and over again um i actually on the cart i plugged it up into a retro usb and played it that's how i played it howard how did you play it i actually played it two different ways i played it one with the switch because it is on the nintendo online setup so you can go to if you have a switch and you have oh, Nintendo yeah. online you can actually pull it and play it so I played it on my switch first and then I loaded it up onto my retro pie and played it on my retro pie so I basically played it the two different ways and both ways actually play very well I was very surprised to have had the response that I got through my retro pie because sometimes you get laggy on yeah. a retro pie True. but it actually was pretty well responsive the Nintendo switch version was amazingly responsive i was very impressed it felt like i was playing the game back on a regular nintendo console with the exception of i'm holding it in my switch in my hand so yeah so uh, i'm very pleasantly surprised with it 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 was a lot of fun i played it like i said several times because it's a game that you can definitely play fairly quickly and go through several times so well i will say this i've never gotten past before we started this review um i've never even gotten to 
the red carpet, so to speak, the final part of Mission 4, which we'll talk about. Um, and so I put in that Retro USB has all these game genie cheats and stuff like that. So I was able to put, you know, unlimited lives. I didn't have anything to do with the health uh, and I could get all the way to the end. Um, and I have beaten it, based, but use game gene codes. I've never beaten it without a game genie code. So I learned all the tips and tricks, and I'm trying hard to finish this game without it. And I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it at some point, and I hope I can do it enough to put this thing on YouTube or in the gaming lounge so everybody can see it. So for, for my experience on that end is um, when I plugged in my RetroPie, I actually learned a good bit extra about my RetroPie this weekend as well. And so I'm going to have to do some re-recording of videos because I have a lot of overlays because I found out about RetroArch and how I can actually import uh, cheats into there as well because I also have not beat the game without cheats before. The furthest I've gotten is just the beginning of Mission 4. I didn't even get deep into Mission <laughs> 4. I would always die because I'd always have like barely a life left and die. And so I put it cheats in and I actually one time put cheats in and still could only get to right there. And then I said infinite lives and was able to, of course, get all the way through. But, you know, they, I've got some funny videos that I'm going to, I promise you, I will die in the same spots again. And you can have a good laugh at that. And that'll <laughs> be a part of the bad gamer dad series, which will, which I will be doing a lot of my exploits on there. So that's kind of a shameless plug on that. But that all falls under H and K. So. All right, cool. So let's talk a little bit about the story. Um, not much on the NES story other than uh, it tells it all at the beginning with some of the little 8-bit glory with the guy and his thugs come up with Jimmy at the top, which was supposed to be the big surprise at the end when Jimmy is revealed as the final boss, but he's in the opening scene at the top um, as he walks up and then the guy punches it. The girl in the stomach runs off. So now here you go, Billy, Billy Lee, which is a play on Bruce Lee, according to the director and Jimmy Lee is actually named after Jimmy page. Um, but anyway, uh, he, you have to go after your girlfriend. It's a single player game. This was one of the big criticisms of the game on NES. That it was single player best due to system limitations. Um, but uh, at least the review that I said about the Sega game that you could play two players, just like the arcade, which it was known for, is the two-player action. So the big criticism was only single player on the NES, but NES blows it all. Would you agree, would you ever play the Sega version? I never played it. I played the Sega version. Do you like the NES so, or Sega better? Um, I'm I'm gonna go with just because I have the more the nostalgia factor with the NES version on this game in particular. There's other games, of course, that were on both systems that I have more nostalgia with the Sega, but. I really liked this one on the NES just because I got a little more into this one than the Sega because the Sega one was pretty fairly close to the arcade version and it does look different. And so that was just kind of weird. And two, I played it first on the Nintendo and then picked it up on the Sega and I was like, whoa, this doesn't even look the same. So it's just kind of that yeah. whole... It, it, whatever you started with is kind of where you end up falling and liking this game. And for me, it definitely fell with the Nintendo. And I, I think I have more fun playing the Nintendo version versus the Sega version. All right. Well, tell us about your mission one for the NES. How'd you do? Uh, mission one, I did just fine. I, I actually rolled through it just fine. No problem. Never did really have any issues. Um, the only time um, I, I had any type of issues was uh, was with uh, when I fought uh, Bobo, which was at the, at the <laughs> very Bodo end. And, uh, Bobo is, is quite funny. Is if you don't <laughs> use the 
<laughs> if you if you don't use the landscape to your advantage with him, he, he can definitely beat you up. So you got to use your land. You got to use the landscape there to your advantage. But yeah, I mean, I, I had a lot of fun with the first mission because it's like when I first got into it, I was like, oh yeah, I remember this game. I was all excited and everything. Started playing it. Man, I'm sitting here on the couch. You know, other people are just running around me. You know, here at the house because it was a busy day on Sunday for us. And had no problem. I smoked right through it. You know, picking up all weapons. I was like, man, I got me a bat. I'm gonna swing it. And I totally forgot that. Every time that you see the little thumb up to move, if you have a weapon in your hand, it disappears. And I was like, oh. Yeah, I know. You know I that's sad. I was like, something crazy. I was like, man, I, can, well, I can't carry my bat and go beat some people with it, you know? And then I totally, like, had the whole, like, oh, my gosh, you know, kind of trip out thing when I see the girl with the whip because I'm like, I just start dying out laughing. I'm like, it's just, you know, you got the dominatrix coming out here whipping the fool out of you, you know? And so, <laughs> Kick her um, in the stomach and bust her up just like everybody else. <laughs> yeah, and then, and then too, I had, I had um, vaguely forgotten about the guy throwing the, uh, the barrel. Yeah. And so I got hit by the barrel, and I was like, oh, man, I totally forgot about that. And then I pick up the barrel and start chunking it at him, and I was like, oh, yeah, this is a lot better, you know. Do you so, remember how many hearts you had at the end of it? Uh, of the first one? First the mission? first one without any cheats, I think I had four hearts. I got four hearts. Four hearts. I think so. I think No, it was like- I doubt it. I doubt it. Because here's what, here's why I say it. Because if you, you have to do a specific... Uh, way to do it to get four hearts. You have to sear. You have to punch everybody uh, only. Um, and so this is the this is kind of a little tip here. You, this is the way I, I learned how to play it. Uh, you punch everybody all the way through. You get more points for punching. And each one of these punches and kicks. I didn't know this, but each character has a certain like HP. You know, mm-hmm. and uh, punches do so much. Kicks do so much. Jump kicks do so much, uh, and so on and so forth. So. There's actually a chart, you know, online or whatever that you can find that'll tell you how much each does and how, you know, how much life each enemy has. Um, however, so you punch on the way through. <clears throat> and so that way you'll get all of your uh, hearts up and you'll get four hearts right there at a Bobo if you do that. With, um, you can get it. I mean, there's, so there's other ways to do it too. Another way. So in other words, you kick or punch and then don't kill the person. Move up. They'll move up. Kick. You like, you kick them twice instead of three times to knock them down. Right, so that way you can just keep building your points, and you can get all the way to I think it's six hearts, and about five seconds left in the game, something like that. Uh, I mean, I will, I will say that I did primarily punch through the first stage, and you may have, you may have, but if you're you're using weapons, it it takes the points away. Is why I thought that. Yeah, I did use weapons, but I I did primarily punch because, like, for whatever reason, I got frustrated with the kicks, and so I just started punching everything. I was like, all right, I can just tap this button all day long and do the, you know, the three i think it's three punches and then do an uppercut and so i was just doing that a lot you know trying to get the uppercut so making sure i'm hitting the uppercut as much as i can yeah every time i played through if i punched all the way through i got right when i'm fighting the two dudes before a bobo that's when i would get four stars um and so anyway uh yeah and so then you got the conveyor belt toward the end and like you said the weapons disappear so i'm backing up here the weapons disappear it kind of throws you off and if you're not ready these guys come out and throw the barrel or whatever right at you right when they appear and you got to kind of wait for it and move down or up and then uh you get to the final so then you go into the door uh go into the door and then there's two guys in there in the conveyor belt and if you don't move immediately they'll start just beating on you right before you (laughs) i got caught in that like three times it's like i woke uh, out and just all of a sudden pummel i'm like ah, i forgot about them guys right there so then a bobo comes down you can use the conveyor belt knock him off or you can just go all the way down to the bottom jump kick him and he'll bounce off um and so, anyway, that's mission one is pretty easy and very short. 
Uh, same way for mission two and mission two uh, for me. Um, I got stung by the guys with the dynamite a couple times. It's one of those they gently pop in and. I luckily you. did not get did not did not get hit by the dynamite at all. Like I was, I, I saw it throw and I was like, wait, hold on, I know something's gonna happen with it because they don't throw things and it just land and not do anything. So I stayed away from it. And I saw it pop. I'm like, oh, that's right, it's dynamite because I totally forgot that they had dynamite. Yep. And so uh, at the end, you climb up through the tower. Just, again, you get the dominatrix come out, beat them up, climb all the way to the top, and you see the chin, the first uh, like karate guy. Time you see him, he looks like a boss there. Uh, one of these glitches we always did when we were kids, and we'll go to the glitches toward the end. Of the, we'll go more more into the glitches at the end of the, the segment here. But um, we just did it as a kid and even think about it as a glitch. They climb, as soon as he comes out of the door, you just start climbing down the ladder again. And as soon as he leaves the screen, the, the music kicks in, you go to mission three. And so, uh, very funny. And see, I didn't even do that. What I did is whenever he, whenever the door started opening, I made sure I was on the side against the like the far left mm. of the screen, and then just started punching. Every time he fell, I would make sure that I'm still there and punch him and push him off the ledge. Oh yeah, you're talking about from the, yeah, you're on the far right, so he comes to you and you just throw him off the side. Well, no, no, I, no, no. I was on the far left. I was actually on the far left and just pushed him over. Oh, you can push him off of that side too. No, no, no. I, kept, I, I was on the far left, and when he came out, he would be on still on the right side of the screen, and I just kept on pushing him over to the right screen. So when you go up the ladder, the ladder's on the right. He comes out of the door on the left, and he walks towards you. You're on the right, yeah. and he's on the left. I jumped over. I jumped over yeah, him. Yeah, so you pushed him off then, the right. And then pushed him off the right, yeah, because you only push him off the right. Yeah. And so I pushed him off the right, but I just, you know, what I did is jumped over there and then did the jump, you know, the first time I punched him all the way over, I was like, man, this takes too long. The second time I did, I just jump kicked him because it only took like three kicks to push him that far, and then he just yeah. fell off. Yeah, I always throw him off any chance you get, man. Um, the, the goal of this game is what I've learned with my ticks and tips and tricks, trying to get this thing done. And I actually got good at the game. I can start it without any cheats or anything and get to the red carpet now, get to the machine gun, man. Um, but uh, they uh, is the trick is to get six hearts. That's once you get six hearts, then you can just play. You don't even matter about seven. Just get rid of them as fast as possible. And you'll get six hearts uh, right there on the tower. Actually, when you're climbing up the tower, if you just kind of go through and kill, you don't you don't do the trick where you kind of just bounce them up and down until you where you don't knock them down. Um, but anyway, and so the six hearts gives you that backwards elbow, and now you can go to town. So mission three is when we we, we pop in, and right away the guy throws a uh, throw a knife at you and if you're not ready for that you can jump kick and block it out of the air that's for super cool points that's about all you get for it but uh yeah. but it is cool <laughs> it does look cool and uh anyway um as you're walk- walking through here you go come to some the chins and then the water jump over the bridge and as kids it was tough to get over that bridge i, I seem to remember especially when you land he can hit you in the face with a knife and throw you right back in there that bridge is evil that's all I'll say. I'll have a video on it later. It's yeah. just evil. And so anyway, now you go to fight. You keep walking. Then you get two Abobos come out. Crush them and then go in the cave. And you're still not done with mission three. That's about the longest as mission one and two combined. Yes. <laughs> and you're still not done. And now the game is ramped up because you got stalactites falling and the platforming comes in. And the platforming on this game, if you got to say anything bad about the game, it's, it's not good. Um, you'd learn how the dragon, uh, double dragon works, but, uh, 
you don't try to go to the edge and jump. I mean, you will fall in that hole. You got to jump, you know, like two feet before you get to the edge. It seems like two little, two little Jimmy feets or Billy feets, and then jump over, <laughs> <laughs> and then you're, uh, then you'll be all right. But um, then two more bobos, uh, a bobos come out, and um, if you're elbowing them, we used to jump kick them. Remember all we would? Did you jump kick them this time? Jump kick the full yeah. out of them. That's what I did the first couple times I played through, and then I learned the elbow thing. It only takes four elbows, and they're dead. Mm-hmm. Way easier. It makes so, it so much quicker. If you learn that elbow, that just the, the difficulty is cut in half. And then the fighting's not even that big of a deal to you anymore. It's more the platforming. I got all the way, when I got to Machine Gun Man, I got all the way to the next part of uh, oh, Mission 4. Okay, I got all the way to Mission 4 and platforming killed me, and I'll t- cover that in a minute. But um, you pretty much just fight the Bobos. You go into the uh, room, and you kind of uh, go into the cave, and then you just kind of hop down. All these dominatrix come out. You can just throw them over the edge, go in the door at the bottom. But I did. this is what happened to me at the first time I did that part. I went straight down, and there's a ledge that you get to, and you still fight, but you can't do anything. You've got to die. You have to oh, die. Man. You can't jump or anything. <laughs> jump over. There's nothing you can do, so that's cost you a life there. So that game is <laughs> they didn't care. They put you in a trap, and you're just going to sit there and wait for time to run out or whatever. <laughs> so this is where you had a, This is where you died the most here. You didn't get past this part or just to Mission 4, you said? Yeah, just coming through there. That's uh, I'd get either finish that. I'd either you know, die in that area and just not get through that, or I would die right at the beginning of mission four. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And so then you go to mission four and you got those stupid blocks that pop out, those random blocks, and it is just a crapshoot, dude. It really is. I, I get frustrated with it, and that's where it would take me out. Is there, you know, because I'd get to that point and only have like maybe one life left and it just would smoke me at that point yeah. so i've had two lives left and lose them before i can even get through there and so nobody nobody even online they always oh it's not as random as you think but nobody can seem to give a pattern <laughs> you know mm-hmm. they're not random well then somebody give a pattern there is no pattern uh the good thing is for all y'all people out there you can game genie that that the whole thing out the oh, game you can? genie does have a code yes the game genie uh, at least through my retro pie you can actually block I'll block those out, and that's what I did when I went through there because I was like, I'm not going to deal with that headache. Wow, somebody and it genius. blocked it out to where you don't even have to have that. You know, the traps on stage four. Huh? Yeah, that'd oh, be yeah. nice. Yeah, that it was very cheating. You. But you know what? I got tired of dying, and I was like, I want to see the end and get to the end. So yeah. And so, well, one of the things that you can do that will at least help is you move up to the right before it start, right before they come out, so you get as close as you can to kind of a little. It's not a pole, but it looks like a, the bound, the border there. And you stand there and you just watch them come out. Womp, 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 womp. And it's different every time. It's random every time until the top row comes out. And when the top row comes out, if it pauses after that top block comes out, then you walk across. And 70% chance you won't get hit. The first one, you won't get hit. Um, the second one, um, I've done it where you don't get hit. That, but that's the best way I've found to do it that is the only way i found to do it i've copied i saw a playthrough and saw a guy's pattern that he did and tried to cut and did he didn't get hit at all he waited and waited and waited and went across didn't get hit i waited for that same pattern and i get smashed i had no idea what he did now make sure you take note of this everybody listening when you go to play this is the only 70 percent chance 
I'm sorry, but that's not good odds in my opinion. You better give me 90% or better. Yeah, well, so it's be something like that. that. I just made it's, that statistic it, well, off my head. It's not good odds. I know what you're talking about because I looked at some of that same thing too, and when I was trying to do it with the traps going, I still got smoked, and it's just like, it really is random. It, it, I mean, it's... Well, I got to where I could go through just, it to where oh without gosh. without um, getting hit uh, to crush me and kill my life. The first one I got through with every time. If you just wait, wait, and then it, it comes out, and then it pauses, you can go across. Because the next block that's going to come across is another top block, which is not going to hurt you. The second one, um, the top block comes out, and then it pauses. And, and then at about, this is where I got the 70%. Two out of three times, this happened. Or about 50% of the time this happened, you walk across and then another block would come out, even if you did have a pause and it would hit you. But then the last two times it didn't come out. So you know, that's what I'm saying. It's kind of random. So, but that's about as good odds as I can, could ever find on that. But, um, but anyway, you, you just kind of go through this, this level and it's fighting. It's not, not too bad after you get past the blocks until you get to the part that you have to climb up. You, you have the wheels that come out. Uh, and then you have to climb up to the top and get to the red carpet stage. And the part that's so bad about that is that stupid platforming. I had two lives, full energy, and died twice here, jumping. And then I had to go to Machine Gun Man with one life, which is whatever I had. And, dude, it's just uh, couldn't do it, man. And I just got frustrated and kept turning off. I played through it. I played all the way through there probably like ten times, man. But yeah, it's it's that's a nightmare part of it. I mean, like granted, like I said, I I cheated through all of that, so um, I'm gonna go back and do it the right way. But yeah, just watching the playthroughs of that final stage because that's what I you know with me not getting very far into the final stage and dying so much, it's just it's 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 a tough it's it's one of the tougher stages I I have ever tried and attempted. I, I kind of liken it to the to uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles uh, swimming stage. Yeah. It's, it's, it's real frustrating because you have to be very precise on it. Yeah. Yeah, those jumps are very precise. But uh, I will tell you this. I had a great time playing it over and over, no matter if I died or not. Um, it's like, oh, now I'm frustrated. And it'd be frustrating. But you go back, start it back up, and in 10 minutes, you're right back where you were. I like oh, yeah. that. And that's what was so fun about it is, is it's it's a quick game, and it's not one of those games that's like, oh, my gosh, I got to start all the way at the beginning. It's like, Oh, I'm at the beginning. Oh, okay. And just go again at it. Yeah, and it's fun. It's fun to kind of do it again. And it looks great in HD, too. You know, some of these games don't. Yeah, but it looks great in HD. feels like you're a kid again playing it. Um, Let me go over a little bit about the the point system here. The first heart allows you to kick and punch. You start with that heart. The second heart gives you the uppercut and then the roundhouse kick. Um, And the third kick, third heart gives you the ability to jump kick. The fourth heart gives you the ability to grab the hair and you can knee or throw. You will use that often. Um, The fifth heart lets you you jump on top of them when they're hurt and hit them in the face. You will use that a good bit too. The sixth heart's the elbow. That is the key. That's the game changer right there. That elbow, you just push punch and your elbow behind you. And you just literally keep walking, wait for a, a, a bobo to get behind you. You swack him, and keep, if you miss, if he ducks, you just move up a little bit, and when he gets back up, keep doing that until he, uh, till you hit him. And all you gotta do is hit him four times. It takes like a ridiculous, it, like twenty jump kicks or something to kill him. Yeah, but it takes four elbows, and that saved me. I mean, I don't even care about having to fight him now after learning that. Um, yeah, no, learn, that's going to be easy now. Now, now, now I want to go spin it back up here in just a minute and go play and just go th- drop elbows on him. If you learn that. If you learn nothing else and you learn that, that'll make you a way better double dragon player right there. 
And then the uh, seventh heart gives you the jump kick, the jump spin kick, and that that does a lot of damage too. But a lot of times they'll duck it. Um, so, but anyway, that's a that's a decent one. But I mean, it's automatic. It just takes the place of the roundhouse. I think I think you can still do a roundhouse. I don't remember. Um, but if you do, it's just the kind of the computer that tells you if you do a jump kick or if you push forward and B, maybe he'll do a roundhouse. I'm not sure. But I never saw a roundhouse after. Or at least I didn't think I did. But um, cool stuff like that. Great idea for the leveling system. There's never more than two enemies on stage at one time. Is another NES limitation. Um, and so uh, it's pretty cool. And this just came out. And when did you say 89? Uh, 88. 88 80 was on NES. To, to, to the Fayacom and uh, NES. Okay. 87 is when it came out in uh, arcade, and 90 is when it was uh, the uh, Sega. Okay, so 89 on the, or 88, you said, on the NES. So Yeah, 88 um, on the NES. Think about this in 88. You know, there's not a lot of beat-em-ups. I mean, I can't even think mm-hmm. of a beat-em-up uh, for the NES other than this one at the time. Um, and, well, you had uh, you had River City Ransom. I don't know when that came out. I think that came out first, actually, uh, River City Ransom. But um, maybe it didn't. I know this. I know that some of the characters, there's a lot of history, and it's the guy's basis, uh, something off of that. Look that up and see what uh, what you th- what it says. Nope. River City Ransom came out after. Okay. So River City Ransom came out after, but he based a character that I don't even want to get into the history of it, the, the, the designer that, that did it. He said he got in a lot of school fights, and that's why he wanted to do an awesome uh, fighting game. He saw a Bruce Lee movie, and he wanted to be that good at making movies for video games, and I think he did a great job. But anyway, there's a character, the River City Ransom character is some character that kind of inspired him, but that's why I thought it came out first. But anyway... So 88. And guess what else? A beat him up and it has a two player fighting mode. So um didn't do a whole lot of that though. It's not that good, the two player fighting mode. No, it's not. It's actually kind of, it's kinda of weird. Um, because every one on one match that you played, whoever picked the character, you played the doubles. You never got to choose like two different characters to fight against. Yeah. Um you did have weapons. But the um, the mode B was said to be a prototype originally planned for the main game. I don't know what they mean by that, but I think it was like part of it. Because like, you know, at the end of, um, if you play the arcade version at the end, you fight, you know, fight of course, the ball, if, you're, if you're playing two player, you fight the boss and you beat the boss, you have to fight each other because it's actually a love triangle there going on. You fight <laughs> you fight each other. You fight you fight each Dominatrix other to find is out. Dominatrix love triangles, man. It, this it's is a, love, a love triangle. So basically you fight each other you fight each other to find out who uh, Marianne actually goes with, you know. So that's that's how that happens. If you do two player <laughs> in with. um in the NES version, it's just co op all the way to the end. And uh, well, there's no co op. Yeah, well, it's 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 not co op, but it's 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 back and forth. It's the back and forth play. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. For two players there, yeah. For two players, it's back and forth. Yeah, take so. turns. Um. So yeah, the fighting game. You, you're fighting the same. It might have been a little bit better if you could pick two different characters. Um. It just wasn't that good. There's really not a whole lot to say about it. Uh, I know that the computer gets more health than you do. That was one of the things I read about it. Um, there's one little glitch there where you can, if you got a, a Bobo, you can push A and B at the same time real fast or something, and he'll mm-hmm. just throw these massive punches like E-Honda or something on Street Fighter. Yeah. I don't know. 
Yeah, but, it says here matches against the computer are handicapped in favor of the computer controlled character, while certain characters will get a chance to wield a weapon, uh, wield a weapon in the t- in, two, in the two player matches. So, yeah, and so so uh, what I love about the NES games is that they couldn't patch it. So yes. it is as it was the day that it came out, and uh, all the glitches are still there. So it's still a lot of fun to kind of go back and once you've mastered a game like that, you can go back and do these glitches. One of the, some of the more well known ones are in Mission One. Um, well, like you said, the whip weapons disappear. But mm-hmm. if you um, where as soon as that little finger that thumb comes up telling you to move, if you pick up the weapon and time it just right, sometimes it'll turn into a baseball bat. Most of the time, it looks like a little glitched out baseball bat. But sometimes it'll turn into a baseball bat and you can carry it on. Um, another one in stage one is you can pick up that barrel. And I tried this one. I couldn't get it to work. I don't know exactly where they're talking about. If you throw it at the right wall, like literally the right wall, not the left wall. It doesn't work on the left wall. But if you throw it on the right wall, that barrel will do some kind of supernatural bounce and fling off the screen. <laughs> kind of <laughs> cool. That's and then funny. the other one is when you go all the way to the end of uh, stage one before going into the door, you can go up that ladder thing. And I think that's the one we all did as a kid, kind of not really understanding how games work or glitches or whatever. And you're like, oh, you, the game, you can't do that. You just got to restart it. And you kind of climb up this invisible ladder up to the top. Sometimes the enemies will chase you. And then you start hearing punching. And, you know, it's just kind of you don't know really know what's going on there. Um, one of the – it seems like this uh, – just kind of understood among the double dragon community that this is the cheapest glitch of the game in uh part two or mission two, where you get the, the guy with the baseball bat on the top. We got to climb the chain link fence. You kill him and go down the chain link fence and move over to the right very slowly until the other two guys appear just enough to have them appear. And when they appear, you climb back up the fence and they'll freeze in place and you move over to the left of the screen about where the baseball guy was and start punching and you'll still hear the you're you're hitting these guys that just spawn from the other side of the screen and they never die and so you could get all your hearts right there but everybody said that's so cheap that's so silly i won't do it i won't do it and it's just like wow man i mean that's a glitch so i tried to do it i couldn't get it to work but um that's kind of cool and then um let's see in uh stage three I did this glitch on the recording and I'm going to do it on the recording too. If I ever finish it is that you go to the right when the chin start coming out, there'll be like two of them and there'll be three total. You go down as far right as you can and go down to the bottom, right, kick them in the stomach, grab them by the hair and throw them over your shoulder off to the right of the screen and they'll land in water and die. There's not even water there, but they'll land in water and die. Yeah, that's way better. And so also in mission three, uh, and I did this one by accident. I found this one out all by myself by on accident. When the green Abobo comes out, if you can get him far enough to the left, it's hard to do. And I really don't know how I did it. Uh, they said you got to keep moving closer to him because he'll keep backing up because they try to get in range that he can kick you. And if you can back him up far to the left and then kick him or something, he fell through the screen and fell off. He fell off the, <laughs> there's nothing even there, but he is, there's just a big stair step there. And he fell through that and died. And oh, I was like, awesome. wow. So I'm going to take a picture of that and put that up. Yeah, definitely. And so, uh, yeah, so there's, that's, that's kind of the main ones, the main glitches there that, uh, I thought was pretty cool. And if somebody had mentioned this one and I couldn't get it to work during machine gun, man, it's probably why I got destroyed. Cause I knew I was going to get destroyed unless I could do it. But if you can stand in a certain spot, this is just hearsay. So I don't know if this is true. Cause I didn't see it anywhere else. And somehow he can't get you and you just kick him to death. If he's on mm. a different horizon. And they said, this is on the, this is on par with, um, 
uh, what what game did he use? I can't remember. But he said he was saying it was on par with some great glitch in the game. But nobody I can't believe anybody's nobody's saying anything about it. So so anyway, uh, that's that game. You go in there and kill Jimmy and uh, rescue your girlfriend, and you, and that's all NES. You go into this room and she's in there. She didn't come down from the rope like on the arcade. Uh, and you see underwear and all this kind of stuff, man. It's very risque. And I don't think about it, man. She's like, you throw her over your shoulder and then oh, yeah. kind of barbaric. No, no, you don't throw her over your shoulder. Uh, that's at the beginning. She just gives you a hug and then their like dress lifts up. It's like, man, well, I mean, this it, is back in the eighties. Well, you got to think about that. You got to have that. And then you had the dominatrix woman beating you with a whip. And that's what I'm saying. I man. mean, it's, it's got some risque love, stuff in it. Love triangles and everything. Mm-hmm. So, uh, a little Which, interesting. I mean, well, I mean, that's, that was interesting to me because, like, every time I played this game, I never thought that there was actually, like, a story to it. It's just, like, dude, steal your girlfriend, go get her, and go save her. That's and then it. as I'm li- reading all this stuff about it, it's like, wow, there actually was a lot of backstory to it or whatever. And, like, they actually had this story, you know, really story to it. Like, um, Bruce Lee, uh, I'm sorry, Billy Lee's name, he's <laughs> from, from Bruce Lee, and then his character, Billy Lowe, from the movie Game of Death. And then um, Jimmy is named after the musician Jimmy Page, so yeah. that's like that's where they got their names from. I was like, wow, okay, they actually had some thought in here. Yeah. And so um, one thing that I found, and so remember us at H and K, keeping gaming pure, man. We're going to find these things out. We're going to sniff them out. The arcade version. Do you remember uh, Double Dragon Three? You Vaguely. had that game. You had that game, and you showed me. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I do remember now. And yeah, it's very it. difficult, very difficult game, and it's the ter- most it's the ter- most terrible one of the of the first three. Uh, two was fun. I think one is the best one, but three was very difficult. So here's this little story behind that. They had an arcade that came out, uh, arcade for three, the Sacred Stones or whatever. And you know what you did? You go to these stores on the game in the arcade. You put your quarter in order. You play in your little character running around. You go to the store in the in the game. You go to a store and you have to buy weapons with more quarters or more moves and stuff like that. It's a little microtransaction pay to win model back then, man. And it was going on in in America. And they the whole ja- the Japanese version was changed completely. And you want to know why? Uh, yeah, yeah, I do want to know why. They didn't have that feature in the Japanese version because the Japanese people threw s- such an uproar over something like that in their arcade games that they had to take it out. American needs good. to do that. Good for the, good know, for the right? Japanese on that. Take a stand. I wish us yeah. Americans would take more of a stand instead of just taking what was handed to us. Yeah, I know. Oh, okay, it's only $5. It's only another quarter. All right, go ahead and do it. Think long-term, guys, long-term. Anyway, that's our Double Dragon, man. I hope you guys enjoyed it. I had a good time playing it. Had a good time doing this podcast. What about had a you, blast, Clear? man. So much fun playing this game. Going to play it some more, actually, now. Yeah, absolutely, man. I'm definitely going to go in there and finish it. I want to put that down on the H&K Gamers Lounge. So go to our Facebook page, facebook.com slash H&KEXP. Also ask to join our group. The group's where we put all of our stuff that has to do with our podcast. I'm going to drop videos here. You can get your first glimpse of Bad Dad Gamer. See Clear Fires. Uh, play bad Gamer it. Dad. Remember, I had to change that name <laughs> because bad, I'm not a bad dad. I'm well, a bad gamer. I was just laughing because I'm like, oh, gosh, how's this going? I can't wait to see how Clear Fire did on this game. It's going to be funny. Oh, it's going to be uh, hilarious. And, I, and we're, I'm going to start posting the videos like that of the games that we play so that way you can get a good laugh because I promise you, my antics on these games will make you laugh. There might be some voiceover to some of them, but a lot of times it's just going to be the video and you can get a good laugh at my playthrough. So did you have your voice going? 
during the I thing. didn't record my voice on this one, though. Okay. Because that's no. part of the thing, man. You want to hear the kids playing in the background, all this, you know. This well, I mean, like, like, I said, like I said, with the bad dad gamer, uh, the bad guy, see, see, I even said it, the bad gamer dad, with the bad gamer dad series, we're going to have a lot of fun with it. I actually probably going to have some conversations with Hollywood about his experiences in gaming, being a dad and all of that stuff with that. And you're going to get some good laughs there. And, and, and when I play some of the games, I'm going to try to have some of the backflow of the kid. You'll hear the kid jumping around and hooping and hollering and all that good stuff you know while i'm trying to play a game so all right well cool guys well thanks for listening yeah take care everyone see ya